Hello Real Life Church, it's Melanie here. Um, I'm recording my message from Sunday Night Live. So if you were there on Sunday night, gosh, we had such a lovely time together. It was so good to worship together, to hear God's word together and respond together. So this is the message I preached. It's called The Heart Matters. Um, and, I, and I want to talk today out of a parable that Jesus told. So I don't know what lockdown has been like for you. Um, it's been a bit of a mixed bag for us, to be honest. And at the start of the year, God spoke to me about uh, new shoes and new ground. And I had no idea that the ground that I was going to walk on looked a little like this. Um, I've had to face myself physically over and over again and I've been on Zoom loads, I've been videoed for YouTube loads and, and you get to take a good look at yourself when you're videoing yourself regularly. You get to notice things about yourself. So I've, I've seen things about myself so I've noticed that I have one eyebrow slightly higher than the other. Now you're all looking aren't you? Um, I've noticed that um, instead of grey hair coming through, I've got shots of white hair coming through. And um, because I'm looking at myself regularly, they seem to be coming through way too quickly. Um, I've noticed that um, in real life, I can get away with not washing my hair so often. So um, I'm probably about to gross you out, but I wash my hair once or twice a week um, and use a bit of dry shampoo and, and I do just fine. Um, when you're on Zoom or when you're being videoed for YouTube, you can't get away with that because you're so close and it's so obvious. So there are things about examining my, myself that, you know, I've not been loving to be honest. And I have found during lockdown that I'm getting a good look at the contents of my heart. And some of that is equally as shocking. So there've been times where I've just been so angry and angry at, uh, at silly things, like people making different choices and, and, and doing different things to what we're doing. Uh, and I found myself being envious of stuff or you know, just, just wanting stuff that I can't have. I found myself feeling a bit trapped like, um, I need to work from home and I need to do the home learning and there's not a lot of time left for anything else and there's not uh, a lot of freedom in that. I found myself being really aware of being in a house with all boys and you know I've lived in a house with all boys for a long time but I found myself being very aware of it because I usually have a playground and a life full of incredible women and suddenly I'm living in boyland most of the time. And so I found things crowding in a bit, but what I found is when my heart got squeezed, some things have come out that I've just not loved. And I've had to put myself before Jesus over and over again and pour out the contents of my heart, say to him, I know this isn't right, please help me. And that's a little bit of what I wanna look at today. So I wanna ask you with me to examine your own heart with me to to look at your own heart look at the soil of your life and think is it good for god's word to go down deep into is it soft is it ready to hear and so i just want to ask you oh that's my doorbell i said to the boys don't disturb me because mummy's recording so play upstairs i've turned off every device that i can imagine that makes a bleeping noise and forgot that our doorbell rings in the kitchen so sorry about that that's our doorbell um, so I want to read to you a story today from the parables of Jesus and we are looking at the parables in real life kids and real life youth and we're looking at little stories with 
big ideas and that's what the parables are. If you get a chance, listen to my introduction to the series for Real Life Kids and Youth called The Stories Jesus Told and I give a little intro to parables but simply put, they are little stories with big ideas and they're stories that Jesus told um, in order to communicate to those with soft hearts, but also in order to conceal or hide the truth from those with hard hearts. I've been reading a super book. Um, it's called The Parables by John MacArthur. It's excellent. There's a great quote in it I'm going to read you now. It said, Jesus's parables had a clear twofold purpose. They hid the truth from self-righteous, self-satisfied people who fancied themselves too sophisticated to learn from him, while the same parables revealed the truth to eager souls with childlike faith, those who were hungering and thirsting for righteousness. So as I kick off, what I want to ask you, Real Life Church, is are you eager? Are you childlike? Are you hungry and are you thirsty? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want to come before you now with childlike, hungry, thirsty, eager hearts. We want to hear what you have to say to us. We want to respond by the Spirit and we want your word to go down deep and change our lives. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read the story. Uh, from Luke 8, it's called The Parable of the Farmer Scattering Seed. Luke 8, and I'm going to read 4 to 8. One day Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A, father, a farmer went out to plant his seed. He scattered it across his field. Some of the seed fell on the footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell amongst the rocks and it began to grow, but the plant soon withered and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and it produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he said this, he called out, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So we've got in this little story with a big idea, we've got a farmer or a sower who is hand sowing seeds in his field. But because he is hand sowing, the seeds will fall around the edges. The seeds will fall on, on a variety of types of soil and some will go into good soil. The farmer in the story is anybody who speaks the word of God. Anybody who hears the word of God and then shares the word of God. But this story is not about the farmer. This story won't be about evangelistic techniques or ways that we can spread the word, things that we can do in our field. This story just isn't about that. This story is not about the farmer. It's not even about the seed. This story is about the soil. This story is all about the soil. And so when you're listening here, be thinking to yourself, actually, what's the soil of my heart like that? That's the big idea of this story. And so there is one sower and he's got a field. He's got a place of influence. He's got somewhere where he can sow that which God has spoken into his life or her life. And, and he's called the farmer and he is hand sowing the seeds. He's, he's, he's grabbing them and he's throwing them out and sowing the seed. The seed is the word of God. 
and contained within the word of God is such power, such life. Contained within this tiny seed is the ability to literally transform lives. I think sometimes we can get a little caught up on making sure the word's packaged up or it's it's accessible and easy to understand. And we forget that it's a seed, that when it touches down in good soil, it produces a harvest that's a hundred times what is sown in. We forget that contained within the seed is such power, such growth, such wealth. There's a great little parable that Jesus tells about a mustard seed. He said it's like a tiny seed that a man planted in the garden and it grows and it becomes an enormous tree and in its branches the birds of the air find their home or find their place of refuge. We forget that contained within the seed is that kind of power and what this parable is saying is if that seed touches down in good soil it can produce a harvest that is massive. For some of you, you have simply forgotten that this book, that your Bible is powerful. You've simply forgotten in lockdown to be reading it, to be found in it, to be sowing it into your life. You've made excuses like, I'm too busy, I'm too tired, I've got too much going on, and you've neglected your word. And I feel like right now, God wants to tackle that and deal with that. God wants to say, contained within this book, is power, is life, is growth. And you, if you are confused and thinking you are not growing, things are not changing, chances are you are not digging deep into this. Chances are this is not a daily habit in your life. And so I want to pray right now. I'm gonna ask you to hold your Bible if you've got it with you or just to raise your hand. And I'm gonna ask God to open up this life-giving seed to producing you a harvest that is a hundred times what is sown into your lives. And so Jesus, I, I just wanna pray now as we hold out the word to you, as we hold our hands up to you, that you would speak to us, that you would pour out your spirit on us, that you would enable us to hear this word and put it into practice, that you would enable us to listen well, to understand well, and to do whatever you say. I pray for many of us here, we would again begin an adventure in this book. We would again go on a journey with this book. Amen. For some of you, literally out of this message, all you need to do is start picking your Bible up and getting the seed in your life, getting it in your soil, making sure that what is going down deep are God's words. God's authority, God's power in your life, making sure you're listening to it and doing. You could literally turn me off now and be like, I'm done. I know exactly what I need to do. I need to get into my word. I've neglected that and I won't do that anymore. The soil then, because this, this parable is not really all about the farmer. It's not really all about the seed. It's all about the soil. It's all about what that seed touches down on. So there are four types no, there aren't. There are three types of soil. There are three types of soil. No, there aren't. There are four. So there are four types of soil. Um, and we've got, we've got the path. I suppose that's not really soil, is it? So maybe we could argue three or four. We've got the footpath that goes around the edge of the farmer's field. And that is where the seed is sown and people's hearts are hard. And so basically the birds of the air just, just snatch it away. It's trodden on and it's snatched away. It's gone. And this is people who hear the word of God and, it, and it's gone. It's, their hearts are hard. It will not penetrate the footpath around 
the field. And so that, that's just gone. You've got this rocky ground, which isn't actually ground with like loads of rocks in it. It's a layer of soil with a rocky bed. So you've got no, the, the roots can't go down deep. So these are people who hear the word of God in their heart and it takes root momentarily, bit of fruit, bit of growth, and then it's gone. It withers away, it dies. And, and I don't know about you, I've seen this over and over again. I've seen people hear the word of God, show great delight in it, start telling their stories, start, and then within a year, within six months, something happens, some kind of trial, some kind of hardship, some kind of suffering, something better comes along, like a guy, like a girl, something seemingly better comes along and they're gone because their roots did not go down deep. When the word of God hit that heart, it did not go down deep, it did not take root in their lives. And, and I, I don't know about you, I've faced such disappointment in this area where I've seen people and thought, here we go, and then it's just gone. And I've cried over people where this has been the case. I've, I've mourned that loss. And for some of you listening, you do need to mourn a bit of the loss. It is literally that the, sea, the soil wasn't ready, wasn't ready to hear what the spirit had to say wasn't ready to take hold of the word and have it transform their lives and then you get the rocky uh, no you don't get the rocky ground then you get the thorns that grow up with the weeds and this is a heart where the concerns of the world grow alongside the call of God so it's what will I eat what will I wear what will I do it's all those things that grow up alongside the word and they don't come under the authority of the word they they run alongside the word and they literally choke out the things of the kingdom you literally hear something like I will provide for you and what you end up doing is thinking I will provide for my family, I will provide for myself, I will work harder, I will neglect church, I will neglect life group, I will neglect doing the things that God has asked of me and what I will do is I will work harder, 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 harder to generate provision for myself. So they grow up alongside each other and all you see in that is just restricted growth. You see a limit, a cap to the things that that, that heart will end up doing because actually they can't wholeheartedly say yes they can't go after the kingdom and go, I I'm having all of that. They're like, actually, I, I, I kind of want both. And, and, I, and you see people like that. I think it's the curse of middle class land, to be honest. I think it is the thing that probably we have to contend for in a middle class town that is part of a city. I think it's what we, we need to contend for is people's whole hearts, wholehearted commitment to Jesus, wholehearted commitment to his word. And that doesn't mean we don't live in nice houses, drive nice cars, but there needs to be limits on that. How nice does the car have to be? How big does the house have to be? How fancy do the clothes have to be? There need to be limits on that so that we are seeking first the kingdom of God. And then lastly, there's good soil. And good soil is a heart that hears the word of God, allows it to take root, and then produces a harvest that is a hundred times greater than that which is sown. Do you know the only evidence of good soil or a soft heart is harvest? That's all. Growth in a person's life. It's character development. It's seeing the fruit of the spirit. It's seeing forgiveness worked out. It's seeing lives that are changed. It, the only 
harvest in a garden is seen above the ground. So if I plant seeds in my garden, what I want to reap is a harvest. What I want to see is either stuff that I'm digging out of the soil, like say a potato or a cat, or I want to see stuff above ground. I want to see the things that grow. And if I'm promised a hundred times, if I buy a packet of seeds and it says you plant these and you get a hundred times what you sow, I'm looking for a massive harvest. And I think that's what we need to be looking at as Christians in our life. Is there a harvest in our lives that is a hundred times that which is sown? Do I see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness? Do I see self-control? Do I see forgiveness? Am I generous? Am I kind? Do I display the fruits, the, the, the produce of the kingdom? And I think if fruit is lacking, if harvest is lacking in your life, you need to go back to your heart and back to the word. You need to get those things in front of Jesus and work through whatever's going on. You see, the what what the the word of God is dependent on your heart being ready to hear and write it. But even when you share that, it is dependent on your heart being right. It is dependent on your soil being good. So it's not just that God sows into our life rich stuff that takes root, goes down deep when our hearts are right. It's that also what we give out comes out of our heart where our, where our soil's good and our heart is right. To finish up, Jesus says, anyone who has ears to hear, let him listen and understand. So I want to suggest a few things for checking your heart, checking your soil, making sure that when God's word hits it, it takes root, goes down deep and produces a harvest that is a hundred times that which is sown in. So listen to the word with a believing heart. So uh, come at your word with a believing heart. Remember that it is God himself who makes your heart ready. So whenever I pick up this, I need to be saying to God, please help me read it. Please keep my heart soft. I need to be dealing with any doubt, dealing with any confusion. I need to be researching, reading, asking questions so that I do not let those things take root. So I do not let those things crowd out the things that God has to say to him. We need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit, allowing him to speak through this. So some of you quite simply just need to get saved because you know that the soil of your heart's good. You want to hear the word of God. And so right now you feel like, I'm just ready for this. I'm ready to hear what God's got to say to me. So I want to suggest this. That you need to know that God loves you, but your relationship with him is, is wrecked. It's wrecked because he is a perfect God and you are not. Therefore, you cannot stand in the same house. You can't be in the same place because your imperfection cannot stand in his perfection. But don't panic, don't worry, because that is exactly why Jesus went to the cross. He went to the cross to make right a people with God so that they could stand in this house, so that they could be in his presence. So when you accept his life, his death on the cross, you are saying to God, I will wear his perfectness, I will wear his righteousness, and I will stand in your presence with him, clean, ready to be seen by you, known by you. There will be no gap between you and I. 
And that's a, that's a place that you stand when you're a Christian. You stand with Jesus. You stand right in the presence of God and you stand there because you are dressed in him, wrapped in him, cleaned by him. You stand there because of him. I made right because of him. The, the ground at the foot of the cross is level. We all stand there and we all get to be with God because of Christ. It's absolutely amazing. It's called the gospel. It is the best news you will ever hear. And if you're ready to give your heart, to give your life over to Jesus, I suggest you do that now. I suggest you say out loud, I love you, Jesus. I want to follow you. This heart's ready, ready to hear your word, ready to do whatever you've asked me to do. If you do that, let us know. Let a friend know. Let someone in church know and say, I just prayed that prayer. I desperately want to follow Jesus with my whole life. Others, your soil is struggling because your encounter with the Spirit is lacking. And I know this. I know there are people in church who are either not baptised in the Spirit, uh, not filled with the Spirit, don't know how to daily engage with the Spirit. And it is so getting in the way of you hearing the Word of God and doing whatever it says. I want to suggest you do something very simple. I want to suggest right now you grab your phone and you text me or you WhatsApp me or you phone call me or you email me or you tweet me or you, you do whatever but you say to me my experience in the spirit is lacking and I want help and I am going to try and gather some people I was waiting for lockdown to lift I'm done with waiting I'm going to try and gather some people on zoom do a little bit of teaching on the holy spirit and try and help move us forward in this area so if you message me I'm going to help you and then lastly for some of you, you need to get rid of some stuff in your soil that's getting in the way. You need to get rid of bitterness, anger, jealousy. They choke the word of God. You need to face things that have happened in your life with Jesus and you need to root those things out and move forward. You need to daily look at forgiveness. So I, I try to do this on a daily basis, to be honest. I try and look at anything that's happened that I need to seek forgiveness for, ask forgiveness for, and I simply say to God, I'm sorry for that, 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 and I would love to know your forgiveness. I would love to experience it. I would love to be able to end this day knowing that we're all sorted. And I do this with anyone who's offended me in a day. And, you know, we're all cramped in a house together. That's, that's going to happen daily, isn't it? Let's be honest. So I get my stuff right before I go to bed. I get my stuff sorted out with God. I keep a short account. Some of you are keeping way too long account and it's getting in the way of God dealing with your soil of God, putting his word down deep in your heart. It's choking it. And I want to ask you to be brave and face some of that stuff and weed it out and deal with it. I only know one way of doing this. There are probably millions of ways out there, but this is what I do. I face my stuff, I face myself, I look in the mirror and I say, that's unacceptable. So that feeling of anger, that feeling of rage, that feeling of bitterness, that feeling of jealousy, and, and I try and jot some stuff down and I talk it through with a friend and, and I'm, I'm so blessed to have some incredible women that stand next to me. And I hope that you've got people. If you don't have people, get in a life group, get some people. If, you, if you're still struggling, tell us. Say, I'm struggling to find my people to work through my stuff with and we will help you. 
okay? But you need to face your stuff and face it with someone else and with God. I, I, I tell a couple of people and I say, can you pray with me? Can you help me get to Jesus? Can we talk through it? Can you can you just help me sort out my weeds, help me sort out my soil, help me sort out my life. And it has over the years done me such good to do things like this. It's not pretty, you know, just facing your heart, facing yourself. Sometimes it's disappointing, sometimes it's frustrating, sometimes it's really painful. But when you walk through it with Jesus, you get to keep your heart soft, you get to allow the word of God to go down deep and you get to reap a harvest that is over a hundred times that which is sown into you. And I want to encourage you, Real Life Church, to look after your heart. Your heart really matters so to look after it, to make sure you're weeding out whatever's going on in there, to make sure that you are being diligent in, in looking after the soil of your heart so that the word of God can go down deep and it can reap a harvest in your life and the lives of others that is a hundred times that which Jesus has sown into it. Amen. Amen. If you need any help with what's been discussed today, chat to your life group, chat to your life group leaders. They have overseers. We have a leadership team. There's a whole host of people that would love to help you and, and help you grow in Jesus and reap a harvest that's a hundred times that which Jesus has sown into you. Amen. Amen.